Welcome everyone, this is Coaching in Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I will be your Mindset Coach today. And today we're gonna to be talking about the mix for greatness and that's going to be courage and confidence. Now you might find that if you are confident, you can do more in your day, but you do have to find a level of courage in order to do it. However, our definition for courage has changed recently. Since the pandemic, maybe even before that, courage is something that is no longer what courage was. Courage is now, I'm going to be powerful in my own right. I'm going to stand out. I'm going to do what the world has told me not to do. Maybe that can be courage, but sometimes it is a blanket or a sheep wrapped in wolfskin. You're still the sheep on the inside. But on the exterior, you think you are this person. Courage can do that for you. Confidence, on the other hand, is knowing that what you do, no matter what the world says, is going to be exactly what you need to do. You're confident, right? Typically, things that make you confident are like you could walk most likely, right? When you walk to the fridge, how confident are you that you can get there? Probably pretty confident. Now, If you are a person who was once able to walk and you get into a car accident, a motorcycle accident, some type of accident, and now you really can't walk too well, maybe you're not as confident anymore to walk to that same fridge. So confidence is going to be there at one point. Maybe you lose it. You have to regain it. So we're going to be talking about that today. I wrote a blog. Now the blog, let me tell you, it goes a little bit more in depth into what I was talking about with the culture of courage and confidence. Today for the podcast, I'm going to do it a little bit different. I'm going to talk a little bit about the blog and how it has changed and how we think with courage and confidence. But then I'm going to wrap it around and say, hey, this is what you need to do if you want to be more courageous and when you want to be more confident. Easier said than done. I know. It's going to take some work to attain a level of confidence Because confidence is not something I can give you. It's something you have to walk in. You have to walk through it, meaning you have to do the action. You have to do something in order to get the result of being confident. If you are a public speaker, for example, you want to get into public speaking. The best way to be confident in public speaking is not to be by yourself, like just like, oh, you know, I'm going to read by myself. And you keep reading by yourself. You need to get into public. You might be a really good speaker, but the moment you go on stage, boom, fear. Because the brain doesn't necessarily know the difference between that type of fear and then the lion coming to eat you type of fear. That fear is made up. It is a fear nonetheless, but we do have to learn how to be confident in it. When I was a teacher in the beginning, you're a little nervous. You're up there, you got all these kids and you might be in the assembly hall and you have all these teachers and it's like looking at you. You have to give a speech, you have to talk or whatever. But let me tell you something. You adjust very quickly. It's like a walk in the park, another day, another Tuesday at the office. You just know what to do. Maybe you get a new job and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do, even though you have the skill, even though you have the mindset the experience, whatever. You're good, but it's just a new environment. So if you learn how to adjust in your environment, then you can feel comfortable regardless of where you are. Why do you think so many people love their home? Because they're confident in their home, because they feel comfortable in their home. Now, you might be dealing with some confidence issues or some courage issues, and maybe that reflects in your home. 
But most people are not going to go home and just be like, I don't feel confident, right? They're going to feel like now I'm in my little box. I'm safe. That's the majority of people. You might have 13, 15% of people maybe who are just not confident. They look in the mirror and they go, ugh, you fat oaf. Ugh, you look so terrible today. You're bloated. It could be that. You could have that mindset. You would benefit from some mindset work and to learn how to speak to yourself in a more positive manner. I believe I have an episode on that. I have a blog on that most likely too. So check that out if you are going through that, if you're one of those 15% of people. But for the people who are using their house, their apartment, their dwelling, their bedroom as a place for recovery, meaning they're running away from the world because they can't recover in the outside world or a place of of hiding like they're a little hermit or a lobster or whatever going in your shell, learn that courage and confidence can come from you being exactly where you are right now. So let's go on that journey together. All right, everyone, if you're new to the channel, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe and to share the video and your audio to help build a community of like-minded individuals. And here in Coaching and Session, we try to do our best to give you the mix for greatness every single episode. Of course, at Reverend Concepts, we do it every single day. So we want you to be more courageous. We want you to be more confident, but we have to understand how to navigate ourselves in the modern world. So this blog is going to be focusing on the modern world, but I'm going to be focusing our conversation in a general sense of what courage and confidence is. Because I talk about in this blog, and this is why I think it's a must read, is because our sense of courage has changed, as I said early on. And we have to understand that just because we close our eyes, it doesn't mean the bad guy is going to go away or the bad moment is going to go away or the obstacles in our life are going to go away. We need to understand that sometimes we have to go through it and you have to have the courage to do it. And you have to learn how to be confident in what type of skills you're going to get and what skills you can create. Because once you can develop the person that you need to be, then you can start to live the life that you're trying to have. Most people want a life that they're not ready for. Most people don't have the discipline. Most people don't have the knowledge, but they have the dream. They have the aspiration. It is mixed with courage and confidence. And when you can mix those two together, you start to become more focused in the way you think. So when we're cultivating the mix for greatness, courage and confidence combined, we are going to be focusing on these five aspects. Number one, embrace failure. Two, set realistic goals. Three, surround yourself with supportive people. Four, practice self-compassion. And five, continuous learning. These are going to be our talking points for today. Of course, the other aspects of individually looking at courage and confidence is going to be in the modern sense. However, I can give you just these five steps today, and you're going to learn how to cultivate the mix, regardless if you understand total of the modern mindset and the old mindset and maybe your mindset, because you might just need a seed in order to grow something, but you don't know what the seed is unless you are a longtime gardener. You can say, oh, this is a chive, or oh, this is a tomato seed, or this is a pepper seed. You might have that knowledge, but not everyone in the world does. So when we're trying to cultivate greatness with courage and confidence and instill that within us, we need to look at these five steps and say, okay, this is what I need to do. So looking at our first step, embracing failure, courage and confidence come from learning and growing through our failures. 
I've talked about it on the podcast. I've talked about it in my own life and my writing. I do not do the best when I only succeed. I do the best when I fail. It sounds kind of opposite, right? Michael, why, why are you so happy about failing? If I fail, I learn so much about myself, number one. And then I learn, okay, that does not feel good. I don't want to feel this. Just because I don't want to feel this, it doesn't mean I'm afraid not to feel it. It's just that I can say what I want. Because most people are just living, you know, getting what they get. Here, here's some money. Oh, thank you. But maybe you wanted more. Here's some food. Oh, thank you. We are not specific in what we want. When we have a failure, typically it's not what we want. But did we give ourselves the path for success, the path to be courageous and the path to be confident? Because if we failed, at some point, we did something that was not conducive to success, to the win. We failed. It's right there in front of us. So we need to learn how to embrace it because that is going to make you more confident. It sounds backwards, but you become more confident when you can embrace a mistake, when you can embrace a failure. I know when growing up, if I made a mistake, I owned up to it. Today, to this date, as an adult, if I make a mistake, I own up to it. I messed up. That's my bad. Let me fix this. That is a leader. That's a leadership quality. Leaders fail too. People think that leadership is like 100% success. No, it's not. We learn. We do trial and error. We fail. We adjust. So when you have that adjustment in your life, embrace it. Have the courage to walk through it. Have the courage to look at what just happened and say, oh, you know, this is where we went wrong. Most people, they get a test, you know, like when you're a kid and you get an F on the test. Most of those children, and again, I was a teacher, I seen it. If they get a bad mark, they will not read past that F or that D. However, there are going to be some people who are in this mindset of growing the mix for greatness. Again, they look at the F and they go, all right, where did I go wrong? Now, maybe they don't even have to read the test because they know what they did. They didn't study. But going through it, number one, who's the president of the United States? And they put Hitler or something, right? Now they would have to go and say, well, who is the president? Ask the teacher maybe for extra help or do some research on who that person is. Google your phone. It can help you. You can't have your phone during a test, but that is how we embrace failure. We dive into it, not run away from it. Be brave, courageous. And when you do that, you become more confident. You're not going to care if you make a mistake. You don't want to make them, of course. But if you make them, it's not the end of the world. You adjust, you realign, you refocus, you attack again. Then we get into step two, setting realistic goals. One of the things we talk about here quite often at Reverend Concepts, we say you need to have goals. You need to have some focus. You need to give yourself these attainable goals because that's going to build confidence. If your goal is to lose some weight, I think this may be the easiest goal to look at because I can say your goal is to be successful or your goal is to be um, a boss or something like that. Like that's not really measurable. We have to look at goals in the sense of being measurable and realistic. You're not going to say, I want to lose a hundred pounds. Okay. Sounds a little bit unrealistic, even though it's plausible. 
meaning it, it can happen. But the mind sees it as a huge adjustment and it becomes more difficult. So we learn how to bring it down into micro steps, step-by-step attainable process. So if you want to lose 100 pounds, we say, well, it's going to take two years. We're going to lose two pounds a week, something like that, right? Depending on how much you weigh, of course. We're going to look at your goal weight. We're going to look at what you have to do in order to get there. We're going to build a discipline of what you need to get there. You're going to gradually go to more significant challenges along the way because you're going to hit plateaus. But each achievement that you have is going to reinforce that your courage is there, right? You have the courage to change. You have the courage to adjust because there's always going to be another plateau. There's always going to be a new obstacle. There's always going to be something that you have to go through when you're going on that path to your completion of goals and the person you're supposed to be or the person you're trying to become. You have to be courageous in that act. Not so much of courage in the sense of modern, we're going to get a little to that right now, a little bit of, oh, I'm being courageous because I'm doing this and because what society says and I'm doing this and I'm a hero. Everyone has the hero syndrome within them, but most people don't realize that that syndrome is something that was endowed to them through societal standards. We have read the stories of the princes and the knights and the all the people coming to save people, and there's a happy ending at everything. The happy ending doesn't come unless you decide to take action. What would happen if like, the hero of the story says, you know what, like, I just don't feel like being a hero today. I'm just going to like sit on my sofa. And I'm just going to like take it easy. Like I understand there's a dragon like rampaging in the city, but that's none of my business. I'm tired. I had a rough day today. Okay. So we have a past because your world is not perfect. You have a past because you don't feel like it. And most people, they get into that mindset. Most people get into that lifestyle. So if you are one of those people, realize like, hey, like this is probably something that I need to adjust. So if you need to give yourself a goal, a new mindset, how to embrace certain areas of your life that might not be exactly what you want or feel, then this is where you have to start to dig deep and surround yourself with good, positive people. That's number three. Surround yourself with the people who are going to help you be more courageous, right? Because if that hero that didn't feel like doing it, right? Hey, you are the hero. You are the person who can save everybody. You're magnificent. If I say it that way, the hero's going to start to feel a little bit more confident. Oh, really? Okay. Maybe their life wasn't perfect. Maybe their day wasn't perfect. But now they're getting this good feeling of, oh, you know, these people are lifting me up. They're saying these good, nice things about me. That's confidence. And then he already has the courage, typically, if he's the hero. So he's going to be brave and he's going to fight the dragon. That's what he does. Maybe she, if it's a girl hero. It doesn't necessarily matter the gender. It matters the attitude. The hero has an attitude of being courageous and confident in their skill. Now, they might have a master, someone who has trained them, and they go to the master and they learn and they become more confident through their failures. Typically, the master is like a lot better than them, and they have to learn how to be at least some level to the master. So they grow. There's an aspect that goes into step number four, our next step, self-compassion, right? Understanding where you are. 
this is akin to the knowledge that you're going to be gaining along the way. You do have to recognize when you're able to push more and when you have to kind of press off the gas. Think of if you're driving in the fast lane on the highway. Sometimes there's going to be a car in front of you that pressed the brake for no apparent reason. Why are you pressing the brake in the third lane? I don't know. But maybe someone did a little cutoff and it caused a little bit of back travel, whatever. You press the brake, you adjust. But there's sometimes just break, 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 break. When in reality, the only thing you have to do is let off the gas a little bit. So self-compassion is understanding when you have to hit the gas and when you have to let off the gas, not the brake. This is the secret. And it's probably something that people don't tell you quite often because you need to learn how to keep on pushing, not how to keep on stopping. Most people know how to stop. Don't take action. Most people are going to say, well, why do I have to focus? Why do I have to do this? They don't because they will stop on the onset of difficulty, at the onset of comfort wins, and comfort will win. It will win the majority of the time. So we need to learn how to not let comfort win all the time. Figure out what that means for you. For me, how I don't let comfort win is I give myself discipline. It is not courage. It is not confidence. It is discipline. However, you have to be confident in yourself to follow along with what you're giving yourself. Meaning, if I'm going to gym five days out of the week, I'm confident every single time I walk in that gym, number one. I'm courageous to try new weight that I'm like, oh, this weight's going to kill me. But guess what? I'm going to try nonetheless. I might get a spotter that day because I might not feel 100% confident, but I'm still courageous. I'm still going to try. There's aspects in the gym that correlate to greatness. There's aspects in the mind that correlate to greatness. Courage and confidence, when you mix them together, it can create a greatness within you in your life. You have to learn how to embrace it. And then we get into step number five, and that's going to be continuous learning. Now, continuous learning is going to be talking about learning every single day. Most people, they graduate high school, maybe graduate college, and that's it for them. There's no more learning. There's no more growing. There's no more adjusting. There is just what they have. They listen to their, you know, sitcoms, their comedy shows, they watch their new trending movies on Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and Paramount and all those streaming stations now. My wife loves them. She's always telling me, oh, let's watch a movie. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. If you ask me in college, yeah, sure, we, you know, we could have sat down and watched a movie. But my focus right now is just so much more different. It's like, you know, to sit and watch a movie. I mean, I dream about it, you know, for a moment. But then I realized that that dream was just uh, a lie. It was a mirage. It was a fantasy I didn't really want to truly live. Comfort can be confusing because people think, oh, you know, I feel good. I feel decent. But why not great? But why not amazing? Even though I might come off as, you know, like someone says, hey, Michael, how are you doing? I go, I'm well, <laughs> you know, something like that. And before I would say something like, oh, you know, regular day or something like that. They will say, well, why not great? And things like that. Even though I came off as this one tone type of thing, my mindset was elevated. It was confident. I was courageous. I just didn't need to exude that to other people. My steps, my actions, that's what spoke for me. That's what I allowed to speak for me. 
I didn't want my words to just be idle words. Think of if you're in a relationship and someone says, oh, baby, 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 you know, like you're being rude or something like that. Oh, I'm going to change, honey. Okay, don't worry. Baby, baby, baby. We never go out anymore. Oh, don't worry, babe. We're going to go out. Okay. How long are you going to let these words fool you? Some people do for a very long time. It's about action. So we start to look at things and sometimes people need to be reminded, especially my wife. It's like she was like trying to get in the way of my work. And I don't mind, you know, putting family first sometimes because I understand I work a lot. So it's hard to say, well, hey, you know, I just want to keep on working, which I do sometimes. But then I also have to understand that communication, family and stuff like that can also be an aspect to greatness, right? Into livelihood. So I say, okay, listen, we went out for the past three weekends in a row. I need this weekend for working. I need to do some editing and recording. I need to do some more meetings that I need to catch up on. I need to do some calls, some emails. I'm behind. I can't go out this weekend. I communicated. I was confident. I was courageous, maybe, right? Maybe you don't want to tell someone no, but you have to understand. You need to know what works for you. When you learn that, right? Continually learning is not just knowledge. It's learning about yourself, learning about the people around you, right? You're learning, you're learning, you're learning. Things are always going to be evolving and changing. Cars, for example, are not the same as they used to be. It's a push to start, right? So people who might have never did these push to start cars, they get the key, you know, key and they're like, what is this? Where's the key? How do I start the car? Oh, you just press the button. Well, they press the button and the car doesn't start. Oh, you have to press the brake first and then you have to press start on the car. Okay. Now there are cars now coming out. The only thing you have to do is sit in the car. So you sit in the car. Oh, yes, I'm in the car. The car goes boom, starts because it recognizes that you have sat in your car. I find that to be a problem because if you have a kid and the kid, you know, can take the fob, sit in the car, all of a sudden this car starts. The only thing they have to do is put the car in reverse or drive or whatever and crash into a wall. Times are changing, times are adjusting, but we always have to understand that it is a learning process. Courage and confidence is a learning process sometimes. So when we're looking at the mix for greatness, courage and confidence can be it. We do need to understand it. And those five steps, again, just in order, embrace failure, number one, two, setting realistic goals, three, surround yourself with supportive people, four, practice self-compassion, and five, continuous learning. And all of that is going to help you understand a little bit more about how to be courageous and confident. After you read the blog, after you have listened to this episode, you might be getting down to it. You might be saying, well, I don't feel any more confident or courageous right now. Again, confidence and courage do not come from simply reading a book, listening to a podcast, joining a seminar or program. It becomes with action. That means your action. Positive or negative, you're going to learn something about yourself today. Now, if you decide not to step into courage and to confidence, then you're going to learn. Maybe you're not confident and you're going to start to feel maybe a little bit more down and then you're going to eventually get into the state of comfort again, your homeostasis, your place of living, and you're going to stay there. But then there's going to be some people who are going to challenge themselves a little bit and they elevate a little bit. They become a little bit more confident. They do something that they weren't brave enough to do before maybe. They gave themselves the courage 
to do it. And then they might find that they're not confident 100%, but they do it the first week, not confident. They do it the second week, not confident. They do it the third week, they're a little bit more confident. They do it the fourth week, they're a little bit more confident. They do it for three months and now they feel confident finally. Why does confidence take so long? It's because the mind has to do some work for itself. We have these synapses in our brain. And if they're not focused in a way that's helping you see in a different way, a different manner, again, you could be positive or negative. You could be optimistic or pessimistic. You get to decide your end result. If that end result is you being negative or you thinking in a negative fashion, it's because of that is how your mindset is forming or that is how your mindset is at that moment. You can train yourself to be more confident. You can train yourself to be more courageous. You can train yourself to be more well-spoken. You could train yourself to be more positive. Negative doesn't really need much training. Just don't do anything. But you can train your mind to grow. That's that fifth step, that learning aspect. Learn about yourself. Learn about how you can grow. Adjust. Give yourself strong people. Embrace the failures. Look at the successes as not the end goal, but just to start for more failures to come. Many people, they want this good life. Many people, they want all of the glory, but they're not willing to put in the nitty-gritty work, the hard work, the moments that are full of fear and doubt. Confidence arises from that doubt when you are able to take that step. I love having clients when they go on the treadmill and I say, take another minute, do another 30 seconds, let's go, let's do it. That's confidence when they do it because their brain was saying that they couldn't do it. Someone told them that they couldn't do it. Maybe themselves, maybe someone else. And I showed you that you did, that you could. And from there, confidence starts to come. You start to become more courageous because now you say, well, I can do it another 30 seconds. Why not do it another two minutes? Why not do it an hour? And you become more courageous. You become more confident in yourself. And from there, you grow. And from there, your life adjusts. And from there, greatness ensues. So if you're having a hard time being confident, if you're having a hard time understanding what true courage is, reach out to us at Reverend Concepts. We'll be more than happy to help you out along that journey to develop the mix for greatness in your life. My name is Michael Reardon. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me coachingandsession at gmail.com and I'll see everyone on the next episode of Coaching and Session. Until then, everyone take care.